Good day to you. We are reading in 1 Corinthians. We are ready to read chapter 16. Now this is the last chapter of 1 Corinthians. We have really gone through this, even though I have tried to slow us down a little bit. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but we're really getting through these epistles. Um, for letters, they seem somewhat long, but really for uh, books of instruction and uh, things of that nature, they are not that large, kind of small. So this is 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Now in 15, Paul had spoken all about the resurrection and really taught well on the resurrection and we need to remember his teachings that if we're not gonna if we don't have the resurrection and if Jesus was not resurrected then we have no faith we have no belief we have no what we have no religion we have no anything so in that case we should just eat drink be merry for tomorrow we die you know and we know that is not the case but I'm just throwing that out there that's just a quick example of a little bit of what Paul was saying but because we do have the resurrection therefore we should be working for the Lord we should be steadfast in the Lord and continually aware that what we do for the Lord is not wasted it is not futile it is with a purpose and it is the purpose is to get as many of us as possible to heaven to be with God to, to, to be resurrected to be with God. So um, now we are ready, like I said, for 1 Corinthians chapter 16. This is the last chapter. And kind of like Romans, he's going to go into some administrative stuff, but there's still some things. And some of this is some example that we can use and different things. And we do follow some of this. So let me just read this and then we will go from there. So this is 1 Corinthians chapter 16, reading from the Amplified Bible, verse 1. Now concerning the money collected for the relief of the saints in Jerusalem. Now remember that in Jerusalem they were having a famine, they were having bad times, and um, I think multiple of the churches were taking up collections and sending that money to them. So concerning the money collected for the relief of the saints in Jerusalem, you are to do the same as I directed the churches of Galatia to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you is to put something aside in proportion to his prosperity. Whoops, I about dropped my Bible here, sorry. It's actually my phone. I, I am using the Bible, an app on my phone. <laughs> but anyway... <clears throat> and save it so that no collections will need to be made when I come. So as a matter of um, practicality, he's saying, just save a little bit every week until I come. Now he does use the first day of the week because he knows that uh, most of the churches, I believe, or at least that's the way it seems. From the examples we have, it seems that most of the churches were meeting on the first day of the week, and so that's when they would be able to take their collection up and he was doing this as a matter of practicality so they wouldn't need to kind of hustle around and try to take a collection when he was there but they would you know they would already have their collection and they would have it ready when I arrive I will send 
whomever you approve with letters of authorization to take your gift of charity and love to Jerusalem, and if it is fitting for me to go too, they will accompany me. I will visit you after I go through Macedonia, for I am only passing through Macedonia, but it may be that I will stay with you for a while, or even spend the winter, so that you may send me on my way to wherever I may go afterward. For I do not wish to see you right now just in passing, but I hope to remain with you for some time later on if the Lord permits. But I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost, because a wide door for effective service has opened to me in Ephesus, a very promising opportunity, and there are many adversaries. So, He's wanting to spend time with them. He's wanting to be with them for a longer length of time. I think he wants to reinforce and teach them more and better. Um, not that they haven't been taught well, just that it sounds like as we read through, as we have read through this letter, they had certain problems and certain issues he was trying to instruct them on. But sometimes when you're there up close and personal, you can see the issues better and even instruct better. And he's wanting to be there for some time and maybe spend the winter. And then that would help him edify and build them up. And then he would be able to move on. And wherever I may go afterward, he doesn't seem to have a <clears throat> what a strict plan on that. So maybe he's waiting on the Lord's guidance for that. And at this time, he's saying he's going to stay in Ephesus because there is an opportunity there. And there are many adversaries, so maybe he's trying to help strengthen them as well and help them in whatever this opportunity is. I don't want to... Um, what's the right word? I don't want to try to infer too much or uh, suppose too much. I want to uh, go on what he's saying, um, but it appears that there's an opportunity. But there are also many adversaries, so something to just think about he's gonna he wants to do this whatever this is in Ephesus all right so continuing on in verse 10 if Timothy comes see to it that you put him at ease so that he has nothing to fear in regard to you for he is devotedly doing the Lord's work just as I am so allow no one to treat him with disdain as if he were inconsequential but send him off cordially and speed him on his way in peace so that he may come to me for I am expecting him to come along with the other brothers. As for our brother Apollos, I have strongly encouraged him to visit you with the other brothers. It was not at all his desire to come now, but he will come when he has the opportunity. Sounds like he was, you know, busy and already kind of booked. You know how it is? You have these different preachers and some of them are just booked, so or ministers. Um, <clears throat> be on guard. Stand firm in your faith in God, respecting his precepts and keeping your doctrine sound. Act like mature men and be courageous. Be strong. Let everything you do be done in love, motivated and inspired by God's love for us. That is a... If you'll notice, these verses right here is sound, very sound advice for all of us. Be on guard, stand firm in our faith, in God, 
act like mature men and be courageous, be strong. Let everything you do be done in love, motivated and inspired by God's love for us. Brothers and sisters, you know that those of the household of Stephanus were the first converts in Achaia and that they have devoted themselves for ministry to God's people. Now I urge you to be subject to such leaders, treating them with courtesy and respect, and to everyone who helps in the work and labors for the benefit of yourselves and the church. I rejoice because Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus or Achaicus have arrived, for they have made up for your absence. They have refreshed my spirit as well as yours. So fully acknowledge such men and deeply appreciate them. So he, he's encouraging them to appreciate these traveling ministers and also these other also these other people who are helping work in the Lord though he may not um, express exactly to my satisfaction <laughs> what they're doing but see they're, they are devoted to the ministry so there you are he's, he's encouraging them to treat them with courtesy and respect and to acknowledge them and deeply appreciate them so they are ministers and they are um, <clears throat> working in the ministry in some way. So he did he did say it to my satisfaction after all so I apologize even though I had just read that I had already lost it so because they have devoted themselves for ministry. <clears throat> now it doesn't say exactly what that ministry is but that's okay. Um, they could have just been traveling ministers or they could have all been traveling together as fellow ministers, you know. The churches of Asia send you their greetings. Aquila and Prisca, together with the church that meets in their house, send you their warm greetings in the Lord. All the believers greet you, greet one another with a holy kiss. Now, a lot of the congregations met in someone's house back then. They, they didn't always have a church building or some other place to meet. Now, they may have met in other ways, too, but I think a lot of times they had someone's home to meet in. This greeting is in my own hand, Paul. So Paul is saying that he has wrote this himself. Now, he may have dictated the rest of the letter. I don't know. Um, maybe I would assume that he, he did. But he says, this greeting is in my own hand. If anyone does not love the Lord, does not obey and respect and believe in Jesus Christ and his message, he is to be accursed. Maranatha, O our Lord, come. The grace of our Lord Jesus, his unmerited favor, his spiritual blessing, his profound mercy, be with you. My love be with all of you in Christ Jesus. Amen. So this Paul wrote at the end of his own. And he says, if anyone does not love the Lord, he is to be accursed. So, and by love, he means, you know, they are not obeying and respecting 
Jesus and his message. So I, I, I would, I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, he is to be accursed. So that would be someone if they have someone like that in their, in their group, you know. But I don't know. Maybe this was just a statement in general. I, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure why this came here at the end. But he's saying, if anyone does not love the Lord, he's to be accursed. And then he's saying, Oh, our Lord, come. Then he says, The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. My love be with all of you in Christ Jesus. Amen. So, maybe he's speaking about, you know, they had to be strong and they had to be mindful of, uh, you know, be on guard, stand firm in your faith. Maybe he's just saying in case they had anyone come to them that would not be of the faith and that would not be speaking or teaching correctly. Maybe that's just further warning for them. So, so this has been chapter 16. Uh, kind of some admin maintenance, but also some suggestion that they um, honor these traveling ministers and uh, that they treat them accordingly from Timothy to these others. And, um, you know, a little bit about the collection uh, in this case, they weren't taking a collection. Uh, we take a collection nowadays for many reasons, not just one. Here, they were really taking a collection, a special collection, just for the one purpose, to help uh, the folks in Jerusalem who were suffering. So, all right. Um, like I said, that is chapter 16 in 1 Corinthians. And uh, I'm going to do a summary of Corinthians, kind of like I did with Romans. Hopefully this will not be as long a summary, but I make no promises. I have to sit down and, uh, <clears throat> and do this summary, and then I, will, then I will come and record that, and hopefully that will be of use. I'm hoping the summaries will be of value in kind of a reflection of the overall message. Now... Like I've said before, I am a work in progress. I'm working on these things, but uh, I've not done the this exact type of thing before. So just bear with me, and uh, hopefully we will learn and grow together through all of this. Whoa, I knocked my mic around. Sorry about that. Uh, so, oh, I did it again. I'm very sorry. Hold on a second. I am. I've got my cord wrapped funny. And then I'm just beating it. So I apologize for that racket. Anyway, um, so I'm going to do that summary. And that will be the next thing in this series that I will do. And then we will move to 2 Corinthians. Which I could do a summary of both together. But I think since these are separate letters, I want to address them separately. Alright, thank you very much for listening. I hope this has been useful to you. Please remember to stay safe and remember that God loves you.